It's an incredible pleasure to see so many friendly faces, Baruch Hashem, in one room. Baruch Hashem. The, the shir today is sponsored by a close friend from Miami, Ronnie Mandel. Hashem should give him and his family the refuas and yeshuas that they need. We'll try to speak maybe for about half hour and leave time for questions, Mr. Shem. We're very privileged in Klal Yisrael. We make a bracha, Shavuach Arbonami Kolamim, chosen, chosen people. And we're very privileged in Breslov, those that have been privileged to, to open the Sfarim, to, to look at the teachings of Rabbi Nezal, especially when it comes to a holiday. There's so much to say, there's so much to learn, and there's so much to appreciate in terms of the meaningfulness of each holiday and every detail of the holiday. In, in 30 minutes, we can cover one one billionth, possibly, you know, of what's written just in the Breslov Sforum on this holiday. We need to know that. But it's a taste, and hopefully a good enough taste, that everyone will be encouraged, number one, to remember what we say and to, to carry it with us, and at the same time, to look further, to look further. There's a, a short tefillah that we say for each one of the holidays. And Rosh Hashanah, there's, there's Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh, and there's Rosh Hashanah. These are the only two holidays that are called this term Rosh. Rosh means top, and Rosh means beginning. The term beginning. Rosh Chodesh means the beginning of a month. And the, the Gemara tells us that it's only after a person has lived in this world for a month that they're considered alive. Less than a month, a child is living and nursing and, and screaming and smiling and everything. 15 days, 20 days, 23 days, we're still not sure. When it completes a full cycle of a month, then we know that, that the child is considered to be alive for different purposes in terms of halakha, Excuse me? The, the answer is because Hashem said that even though we, he hasn't lived 30 days, very good question, very good question. Brismila, one of the most important mitzvahs, why don't we wait till 30 days? The answer is each mitzvah has its purpose, each timing and everything. And it's not a contradiction in any way, not a contradiction. What happens, what happens in a 30-day cycle? What happens is we go up and we go down. The first 15 days of the month, the moon increases in size every day. It starts off small it's, and, and grows and grows until the 15th of the month where it becomes complete. And then it shrinks. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller and then comes back again. The year, the year, is the, the year goes according to the solar, according to the sun. Rosh Hashanah <coughs> is a combination of Rosh Chodesh and Rosh Hashanah. It's the beginning of a month, the month of Tishrei, which is the birthday, the birthday of mankind. And at the same time, it's the, the birth of a new year. The, the Torah begins with the word Bereshis, Bereshis, Baralakim, In the beginning, Hashem created heaven and earth. And the word Bereshis is brought, is the letters Be, be Aleph Tishrei. On the first of Tishrei, Hashem created heaven and earth. Not true. Heaven and earth were created 
over a six-day period prior to that, what was created on the sixth day on, on Aleph Tishrei? Man, us human beings, who are a combination of heaven and earth, a combination of a neshama and a guf. So we see already we're talking about two. We're talking about two. Shamaim Oretz, heaven and a human being is not one. A human being is made up of two components that are both pulling in opposite directions. The neshama only wants to go up, heavenly, no food, don't, don't put any of this cement shoes on me, don't give me no food, don't give me no, no, no gashmias, I want to be spiritual, I want to fly. And the goof is all about physical materialism, physicality. And again, day and night, day and night too. And, and one of the most important, I can't, I wouldn't, can't say the word most important because we can say it about everything. Baruch Hashem, when you learn Likut HaLochas, every time Rav Nosenzal speaks about anything in Yiddishkeit, it's the most important. And, and he's not exaggerating. It's not because he forgot what he said before. That's supposed to be our attitude. When we're learning anything in Torah, it's the most important thing in the world. But one of the chidushim about Rosh Hashanah, one thing that makes Rosh Hashanah unique is this term to begin, beginning, new, new house, new car, new, new wife, birthday, birthday. The Torah tells us about, uh, about Paroi. Paroi was evil, wicked, and the Torah tells us that Paroi had a birthday and he made a birthday party, and at that party, the Saramashkin went one way and the Saroifim went another way, and then shortly afterwards, Yosef Hatzadik comes, comes onto the screen. What's so, the, and the Zalero Kodesh says this teaches us that birthday is something significant, that a person's mazel shines on a birthday. And, and this is one of the most powerful messages that Rabbein Azal teaches us, period and especially regarding this holiday of Rosh Hashanah, what's different, what's unique about this holiday. We say Horachamon, we're going to say Horachamon, Hu Yechadei Sholeinu, Es Hashona Hazois Levrocha. May Hashem renew, give us this new year for blessing and for good. And Rabbi Nezal says there's a message here, not just for Rosh Hashanah, but a message to take home with us and to take with us for our entire life. This word new, new and improved, new and improved on, on products they want to show, if they want to encourage a person to buy something, because any normal, rational person is looking for new. New car, new suit, everything new. New is special. Not new, used or not new is less special, that's for sure. Now a person would say, but when it comes to Yiddishkeit, that's a big problem. The shofar, one of the highlights of Rosh Hashanah, we're going to blow the shofar. How many sounds? One, if they were one sound, they would blow the shofar one time. Wow, wow, we didn't hear this a whole year and now we heard the shofar, wonderful, thank you. But they're going to blow a hundred sounds of the shofar, a hundred times. There's a pasuk, we're going to say, Ashrei Ha'om Yoide Serua. Blessed is the nation that knows, that understands the sound of the shofar. What is the word yoide is bigimatria a hundred, a remez to the hundred sounds of the shofar. Why a hundred? Why a hundred sounds? And, and for, for, for that matter, Hashem created the world and everything in it in six days. How come my wife has to go through nine months of pregnancy 
just to bring one child into the world. Why so long? Why does it have to take so long? And the answer is that this is one of the major tests that we have in this world. It's a test that we have now coming into Rosh Hashanah, and it's a test that we have every single day. The fact that Hashem definitely could have and could make everything happen instantly. And in fact, we're told that we're, all of us are in a test. We're in a test constantly between the Yetzir Toiv and the Yetzirah, good inclination, evil inclination. The Yetzirah's program, his agenda is instant gratification. You don't want to wait. You don't want to wait. Don't give me this business that this world is, is a preparation for the future. In the future, in a hundred years, ho maybe, hopefully, the, if there's going to be an Olam Haba. There's going to be a future. Everything's going to be beautiful. Down here, it's difficult. It's struggle. But in the future, it's going to be good. Who wants to do that? A thousand years ago, that was an issue. Today, it's not an issue. Today, if I press the button and I don't get a response immediately, time for a new computer or time for a new wife or time for a new... Everything has to be repeated. If it's not instant, I need a new one. I have to get... Because the, the newer it is, the quicker, the quicker the response, supposedly, supposedly. But in Yiddishkeit, we're told that, that that's, that's not the case. That's not the case. That the whole, the most important reason why Hashem created everything, everything, is for the sake of man. And, and man has something unique that nothing else in creation has. Man has free choice. Man has this issue of free choice to choose. To choose to accept Hashem's authority or chas v'shom, to reject Hashem's authority. <coughs> and, this, and to choose between good and bad and right and wrong. And the choice, the choice that needs to be made generally is this willingness to wait, to be in it for the long haul, that concept. We say the, the, there's the famous pasuk in, in, uh, in Eicha, towards the end of Eicha, that we say at the end of Eicha, it's, it actually comes from another source, Hashivenu Hashem Elechov and Oshuva. Hashem, please bring us close to you. Bring us back to you. We've strayed, we've drifted away. Bring us back. Renew, renew our life like in the beginning. Like in the beginning. And there's an incredible secret, an incredible secret message in that. Anyone who made a new beginning, just about anyone who made any kind of new beginning, a new beginning is exciting. It's exciting, it's special, a new class, a new, a new, a new home, a new, anything new is special. There's a specialness to that. <clears throat> After we have it for a period of time, it's no longer new, it's less special. And that's where all the, 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 the real test comes in. And on Rosh Hashanah, we're going to be saying that word Chadesh. And, and not just that, but new month, new year. It's a double, a double header, a double punch. And Rabbi Nassau taught us that, that this thrill that other people can only experience when they, one time, when it's new, there's a secret that it's all in the mind. It's all a mental state. A person can perceive, a person can be coming home to the house that they've been living in the past 23 years and coming in and look at the house and walk in 
as if nothing changed, nothing new, nothing happened, or if a person learns that the Arizal, and especially Ravenazal, the Arizal says everything changes. There isn't anything that doesn't change from moment to moment. Everything is changing. A plant, you have a plant in your house, you go away for a week, 10 days vacation, you come back, it grew a certain amount. When did that happen? When did that growth happen? Was it right after I left, I walked out and the plant stood up? Or was it right before I came back to surprise? No, it was happening every second. Every second that plant was changing. And every second we are changing. This is something the Arizal reveals and expounds on and, and explains. And Rabbeinazal <coughs> says, this is your secret to success. This is your secret to success. That if you realize that you're not the same from one second to the next second, then every moment is a new moment. It's not, the sa- it's not what it was before. It's something brand new. And it's something that wasn't and will never be again. This moment, one se- 16, one se- and, and so many seconds. It happens one second, and it'll never happen a- again, period. And if a person knows that and believes that, really believes that, then I can experience that newness all the time, all the time. And that's, that gives me, when, when something's new, a new car, everybody's excited to, to get in and drive it. A new home, everybody's excited to come home. A new wife, a, br- brand new, there's an excitement, there's an optimism, there's a, et cetera, et cetera. A person that's a state of consciousness, and that's one of the screams that Rosh Hashanah is crying out to all of us. That's what makes this holiday so important. The Gemara says on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem is going to decide the Shefa for the new year. Why? It seems ridiculous. Hashem could decide the moment I'm born. In fact, the Gemara says when a child is born, there's an announcement announcing some elements of the future of that child. So why not give us a paper, you know, that, that, a printout? of every, of what's the parnasa for my whole lifetime. Because Hashem doesn't want that. Hashem wants it to be new. Hashem wants me to know that every single year is something completely new, brand new. To Hashem, Hashem is the oldest of the oldest. Hashem is not 5,700. Hashem is infinite. Hashem's life is above the concept of time. But we we are operating within time, within function, and there's this secret called his chachus. And Rabbein said this was the secret of what made him different from all the other rabbis of his generation and, and, and all the, all the tzaddikim. This ability to start new, not just every day, but, but multiple times, multiple times in a day, that whenever he felt that he needed a boost, he needed a boost, he said, new. He turned the machine, turned the power off, turned it back on, brand new, completely new. And, and this, this term, this is Hachus, we know that everything, everything in the world is based on Hashem's name. The four letters, Hashem's most basic name, Yud Kei the most basic name of Hashem, which, from which everything else emanates. Hashem's name, which has four letters, Four, four letters of which two are the same, Yud, Hey, and then Vav, Hey, the Hey is repeated twice, can be formatted 12 different ways. 
you can write those four letters in 12 different formats. Yud, hey, and then vav, hey. Yud, vav, hey, hey. Hey, hey, vav, yud. 12 different ways. Why? Why? The answer is because 12 times yud, k, vav, k is bigematria chodesh. Chodesh means month, and chodosh means new, this newness that Hashem told us that there's going to be this number 12. There are going to be 12 tribes. Klal Yisrael is going to be made up of 12 unique, different units, each tribe. When we, cr when we crossed the, the uh, Red Sea, each tribe had its own lane. They had to go through their individual path. 12 months, every month, something unique, something special, something different. And again, this term, and, and what's the, the most special thing about it all is this ability to be new, this new, that a day is defined as a night and a day, first darkness, then light. Again, an incredible, important message to us. Rosh Hashanah, we're going to have Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah begins with the night of Rosh Hashanah. It starts with the night of Rosh Hashanah. And we're told, Rabbi Nezal said to his students, that the Gemara tells us there are different time zones of, of, of the high holidays. From Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, that 10-day period, there are different time zones. Tzadikim, as the Gemara says, Tzadikim and Rishoim are signed and sealed on Rosh Hashanah. People that are somewhere in the middle are given a 10-day period to decide where do you want to be. You want to be listed with the tzaddikim or you want to be listed on the other side. We're given 10 days through Yom Kippur to find our place, to choose our place where we want to be. Rabbi Nezal said that for those who are close to me, for my students, I complete the process on the night of Rosh Hashanah. The first night of Rosh Hashanah, this procedure is completed. And yet we see Breslov Hasidim don't go home after the first day of Rosh Hashanah. We don't go. We show up for the second day also. And not just that, but we show up for Aseret Yimei Tshuva and Yom Kippur. So what's going on? Do we really believe that? The answer is we do believe it. But again, this message that, that in Yiddishkeit, even when something is completed, a mission is completed, it's not yet completed. Until we get to the final, final finish line, nothing is complete. When Moshe Rabbeinu succeeded in taking the Jews out of Mitzrayim, it was a major success. Hooray, hooray, we won. We, we did what nobody else was able to do in hundreds of years. A slave should escape from Mitzrayim. We got out in broad daylight. Was it over? It looked like it was over, that we wiped the floors with them. And then they're back. Paro is back, and they're chasing us all the way to the Red Sea. And we get through the Red Sea, and we come out and we won. Parois, all, everyone defeated, finished. Finished all over? Not all over. There's, there's a, an Erev Rav. There's a, an egg, a golden calf. There's a Maraglim. Every minute, new, new tests, new... Wh why? Why is all of this happening? Because Hashem understood that the definition of free choice, the real definition of free choice, and the real definition of success means going to have to go through all of these different different changes, all of these changes, and most people get tired after a certain point in time. That, that I, I have my limitations. I can only handle so much. If a person can handle, only handle so much, 
unfortunately, they won't get to the finish line. If a person looks at every single day as the first day, this is the first time, person, a child learning how to ride a bicycle, and they get on the bicycle and they fall off. And they get on a bicycle and they fall off a second time. So there are some kids or some parents who will say, this child cannot ride a bicycle. It's very clear, it's very obvious. You see, they fall off. Another person is going to say, no, no, no. That's how, that's how success, that's how a person succeeds. That's part of success. There's a night and a day. There's a, a darkness, there's falls, and then there's getting up. And this issue of his, again, new, I'm doing it for the first time. When a person experiences a number of failures, and they're looking at it as a number of failures, I failed 10 times, then unfortunately most people run out of steam. They, they can't start again. But if a person is able to clear the registers, clear, I'm new, every single, that is, I'm, I'm new, first time, first time a person can handle anything just about. And Rav Nassar gives us an incredible chiddush, an incredible chiddush. The Torah is the book that defines life, it defines the will of Hashem, and the Torah teaches us that it's always important to end off on a good note. End off on a good note, on a happy note. It's brought that when a person is giving a shiur, any type of shiur in Torah, it's recommended to always finish with the words, we should be zeichet to the ge'ula shleima, the building of the Beis HaMikdash, Mer if you look at the Torah, the last parsha, the last parsha, the This is the blessing that Moshe Rabbeinu gave to the Jews before leaving, and there's a whole bunch of brachas there, brachas, beautiful bracha, and it would have been so nice to just finish with the brachas. No, no, no. The closing pasuk is, and all of the great and awesome things that Moshe Rabbeinu did for the Jewish people, before the eyes of all the Jewish people. And the Gemara says, what is this referring to? This is referring to when he was up in heaven, getting the Torah Shabbat Peh, and Hashem said, go back down. Leave, leave all of this light, all of this beauty and everything, go back down to earth. Because your buddies, your guys, messed up. Your nation desecrated, destroyed everything. They're worshipping idols now. And Moshe Rabbeinu comes down and he takes this gift, heavenly, he told that this is a heavenly cake, this is a heavenly piece of meat. Talk about something really heavenly, the, the luchais, the tablets that were made in heaven. And Moshe Rabbeinu shatters it, it shatters. That's the note that the Torah ends on. And Rav Nosenzal says, could you pick anything worse to tell us? Could you pick any worse note to, why in the world do we finish on such a note? And Rav Nosenzal says the answer is because the Gemara tells us that when Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchais, that's when Shikha came to the world. That's when forgetting came to the world. Up until then, people retained everything they remember. When the Luchais were broken, the letters flew up to heaven, just like when a person learns something and the letters are inscribed in their mind and their heart, and then it, it, it disappears, it becomes dark, it becomes dark. Rabbi Nezal says, shikha is a terrible thing. Which person wouldn't want to take a pill? A pill, and now you won't forget everything. You'll be able to remember everything. Rabbi Nezal says, don't do it. Even if it's free, don't take it. Because there are certain things which if you can't forget, you cannot exist. You cannot succeed. Why? Because if you don't forget, then there's no new. 
then there's nothing new. New means didn't have it before. Clear, it's it's clear, clear registers. And when we, when we finish the Torah, that's when we begin, we start again. We renew on Simchas Torah. We complete the Torah and we start right away from Bereshis. Cannot make a new beginning without clearing the registers, without forgetting the past. How old am I? One of the Breslovers was once asked, he was about 65 years old when he was asked, and somebody, he asked, somebody asked him, how old are you? And he said, 32. And they said, come on. He said, no, no, no. The, before I, I met Rabbeinazal, before I became to... That doesn't count. That, that doesn't count. I wasn't living. I wasn't really living. My life began from that period of time. That's what he meant. Moshiach. How old is Moshiach? Excuse me? One day. One day. Prove it. It's a Pasuk in Tehillim where Hashem says, Beniato, you are my son, Ani Hayom Yeladeticha. I gave birth to you today. You were born today. That's his secret. That's what's going to make Moshiach bigger than Avram Avinu, David Amel, all the tzaddikim. His secret, his secret is, born new every single day. We're told in Breslov that when Mashiach comes, he's going to give a shear, he's going to teach Torah. And at the end of the shear, he's going to say, as is explained in Likute Moran, meaning that Rabbi Nassau is giving us a preview, a preview of what Mashiach is going to be teaching, the Torah of Moshiach, what he's going to be teaching. What's going to be so special? The answer is new, brand new. Everything he's, Moshiach is going to be the example. And Rabbi Nassau said, when he told the, Sipur, the stories, he said, I'm the oldest of the oldest, and I'm the youngest of the youngest. This ability to be childlike, to be youthful, youthful, the, the curiosity of a youth, the thirst that a youth has, that a child has. A child, Rabbi Nassau says that one of the ways that a person acquires knowledge one of the ways that you open up your brain is through crying. There's a posik, Tsa'akosenu Yoidea Ta'alumais. Our screams and our cries reveal to us that which was hidden before. And Rav Nosanzal says on the that's why Hashem has put it into the nature of a baby to cry. Because a baby has to, everything is new to them. They have to learn everything new. And in order for the brain to open up, they need that crying. They need those. They, they need that that tzaka, that crying. The Yitzhahara, and again, the Torah defines the, the Yitzhar Tov and the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara is called Melech Zokain Uksil. He's an old fool. And, and Rav Nosan Zal explains that goes together. Old is fool. Young is smart. Yannick Vechakim. Yannick. The younger, uh, when a person is young, if a person is youthful, they're thirsty. When a person feels like, like they're old, old dog, can't teach an old dog new tricks. Can't teach an older person, what are you, you going to tell me? I've, I've heard it all already. I've heard everything. I've seen everything. I've heard everything. That attitude cannot, cannot succeed in life, cannot succeed in Yiddishkeit. Young, the, the youthfulness, <coughs> the, the youthfulness, that new, that, that chodosh, that is chachus, that's the, that's the power, that's the nuclear power that we're looking to get here. We're coming to a tzaddik 
who showed this, who showed how youthful, how every day he started, and he wrote about his ups and downs. We just said a, a complete cycle is darkness and light, Erev and Voiker. I, I heard from Rebel Hanan Tauber, he's here, I saw him during the night, Baruch Hashem, he's here. Somebody once asked him, what brought you to Breslov, what? And he said, I, I, I was learning, I was learning halacha, I was learning Gemara, everything was going, then I started learning Hasidus. And also, I enjoyed it all. And then somebody gave me a Breslov Sefer, and I saw something that I didn't see anywhere else. I saw Yeridus. I saw downs, ups and downs. And I saw Rabbi Nachman spoke about his own downs, that he himself had downs. Yet that level of truth, that level of emes, the whole Torah is emes. Every Sefer is emes. Every Sefer is holy. But, but this, this, a level of honesty like this, expressing the downs that I had, and how did I get out of it? I got it very simple. New, new, push the button, I'm new, I'm not. The Gemara says, Ger shen is gayer, kikoton shen When a non-Jew, person who's non-Jew, a non-Jew and a Jew are two completely different things. We're not talking apples and oranges. We're talking worlds of difference. And the Torah tells us that when a non-Jew converts, newborn baby, brand new, they let go of all the non-Jew, anything negative, any of the negativity disappears. And both Rabbein and Rabbein Zal spread very often, they say, Gerim ubalei tshuva, that that puts, we are all, we're all in that same category. We are all involved in the tshuva process, and the tshuva process means kekoton shenoilad, newborn. We should be zochet to take, take this message with us, because then, and again, even while we're here, a person calls home, I'm calling my wife again. I'm talking to my son again. If it's that attitude, then it's, it's not, where's the excitement? Where's the excitement? Excitement is something new. When it's the first time, everything I'm doing for the first time, one of my friends in, in America got married, and, and he, whenever he talks about his wife, my bride, my bride. He's married eight years, ten years. My bride. What bride, right? Bride is for one night. or the, the. No, no, no. He, that, that's Rabbein Azal's secret. That's the secret. This Chadei Sholeinu Sashona. And every person here, you look around. How were people able to come here? How is everybody able to overcome the different things? Anyone who's old, who's old, I've done it already, I know it already, I've seen it. They're not here. They're not here. I'm not saying that the ones who are not here, some of them could be new also, different circumstances. But anyone who has come here has come here because they're saying, I'm not old. I'm not old. I believe that new, new, I came here to get something new, something unique, something different. This is the location. This is the location. We're coming to a tzaddik who is the epitome of his chachus, of newness, and all of his sfarim, all of his sfarim. Rav Nosanzal writes in a place, the Arizal says, that when persons, when a parent has passed away, a parent, a grandparent, a rabbi, and you want to do something for their neshama, one of the most powerful things that a person can do for their neshama is chidushay Torah. If, if a person's on a level where they're learning halacha, where they're learning any facet of Torah, and they reveal something new, something that no other rabbi wrote that, that's based on, on Torah sources, comes something new, that's rocket fuel for a parent or a, a, a loved one who passed away. Rav says, okay, one in 10,000 Jews is on that kind of level. What about the rest of us? 
I'm not. I'm lucky. Every word of the Torah is new to me. I, I, I have to find the translation of it. He says, "You're right." He says, "You're right." For a person who's learning, even people who know the translation, a person who sits down and is going to learn whatever it is, Chumash. We're going to hear. They're going to read the Torah uh, on Rosh Hashanah. They're going to read it on Shab- the Shabbos. We're going to read the Shabbos portion. A person who listens to it like it's my first time. I'm listening to it as if I never heard this before. And the Gemara promises, Ein beis chidish. If you believe this, you will definitely hear something new. You're going to hear something new, you're going to see something new. Rav Nosenzel says that's called chidushe Torah. That's rocket fuel for our parents and, and rocket fuel for us. Again, this is one of a billion insights that are found in our Sforum, in the breast of Sforum. We should be zeichel, all of us, to be thirsty. I've mentioned many times, but I, I have to hear this again. The Gemara says that when a person is drinking water, lechayim, a person's drinking water, if they're not thirsty, a person who drinks water when they're thirsty, they make a bracha. You make a bracha, shahak only What if I'm not thirsty? What if I have something stuck in my throat or my teeth, or I'm taking a pill and I'm not thirsty at all? No bracha. And one of the Mephorshim points out that when a person's learning Torah or doing any mitzvah and they're not thirsty, they're not thirsty. They fit, they're just another drink, another, another Dvar Torah, another this, there's no bracha to it. The bracha comes from the thirst, the thirst. We should be zeichet to be thirsty, not, not thirsty. Rabbi Nezal says there's a danger involved in that because there are some people who are thirsty and they'll drink anything. They'll drink motor oil. They'll drink, <coughs> they'll drink salt water. And therefore, Abenazar says, we need the tzaddik. We need a tzaddik. We need guidance. Because the tzaddik will, will, will regulate. If we attach ourselves to him, if we learn his sforim, if we follow his guidance, he will regulate. He'll give us a thirst, an incredible thirst, like we never imagined. I'd be so excited to get up 4 o'clock in the morning. Look at look what's going on here. Look at kids, kids and adults getting up 4 o'clock and staying up in the middle of the night. Where is that energy coming from? It's coming from this tzaddik. It's coming, this excitement, this newness, this thirst. I'm thirsty. person who's thirsty, that they'll get up and drink. But, but again, a, a healthy thirst. To, not to try no shvira sakelim, not to think that we're angels overnight, we don't have to sleep, we don't have to eat. Rabbeinazal said to us, eat and drink, but watch the time. Keep an eye on the time, because Judaism is defined. There's a time for shachris, there's a time for mincha, there's a time for mar, there's a time for shah, there's a time for everything. Should be to follow the healthy path of the tzaddik and to emulate his ways. This is chachus, so that every mitzvah of should be a home run, that excitement. When a person is excited about something, they do it really well, they do it full. B'zorcha to a good geben to a gula shleimah b'mher b'yameinu. Amen. Questions? Any questions? Before I left on this trip, I had a few conversations with a couple of good friends. Separate days. They told me I'm tired to be a punching bag. Come to Rabbeinu, 
And we, 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 we live with a lot of joy, a lot of sifa, a lot of ikarabut. But then there's a lot of tikkunim in the, in the road. What do you say to such a thing? The, the, the message that we spoke about here, we said night and day, night and day, that the, the punching bag, we're told clearly that that's part of coming close to Hashem. It's a part of coming close to Hashem. But there's, there's a night, there's a darkness, there's difficulty, but there's also daylight. There's also successes, there's also joy and, 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 joy and happiness and success. And the, the good, we're told that a little bit of good is, exceeds a little bit of light can supersede thousands of times more of darkness. That the little bit of, of success that a person has can outshine a hundred difficulties, that kind of thing. And, and it, it takes a certain level of maturity to know that that's how a person succeeds in life. And if in, in not, not in, especially in, in Yiddishkeit, but even even in life, I mentioned many times. One of uh, I met a person, a very wealthy person who had f- four or five homes, each home a few million dollars, in Brooklyn, in Miami, in Eretz Yisrael, in different land. And he said to me, Rabbi, you should know it wasn't always like this. You should know that at one time I didn't have a token to get onto a subway, and I tried starting a business and it failed. And I tried starting another business, and it failed. And then I tried a third business, and it was successful, Baruch Hashem, etc., etc. This lesson we're being taught, that in this world, a woman, in order to give birth, in order to bring a child into the world, there's birth pains. It's called chevlei leida, the pains of birth. Why? Couldn't Hashem do it without that? The answer is He could. But again, there's obviously a benefit, a benefit in it for us. No pain, no gain. We know when it comes to exercise, a person increasing their physical strength. We know that if there's endure, if a person's enduring, they know that there's a growth taking place. And again, not because Hashem can do it. Hashem knows better than us what's good for us. What's good for us. That this is better. If a person, easy money, easy this, if a person has it, it's not enjoyable. We see people who inherited easy money that are on drugs, that commit suicide, a person would say, why? I don't understand, why? This person has everything. They have everything, they didn't earn it. They didn't work hard, they didn't prepare the vessels. In order to prepare healthy vessels into which to receive blessing, that takes pain, that takes difficult, that takes overcoming obstacles. That's the path that Hashem has defined. Please. I'm not sure the question is directly related to the newness, but it may come in. The first night, Rosh Hashanah, the importance of guarding your mind and only thinking positive. What advice could Rav Nelson give to just stay positive because there's so much challenge in that. First of all, it's not just the first night. It's throughout Rosh Hashanah, we're told, that a person should guard the machshava because thoughts are powerful. Rabbi Nassau teaches us a secret, that I have the ability to change the channel at will, at will. That on a person's mind, only one thought can be present at, 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 the, same, at the time. If a person sees any kind of thought come in that I, that I know sh- I shouldn't be thinking, change the channel. I have the ability 
to jump to another. It comes back again, do it again, 10 times, 10 times, and it will stop. It will stop eventually. And as long as a person is doing that, they're being successful. It's not, it's not a problem. Rav writes that the Eridos, as a person is growing and climbing the ladder of Kedusha, and they fall and they commit sins in the process, those sins are mitzvahs. As long as the person continues trying, continues trying, they don't, they don't turn away, they don't quit, they don't give up, the Eridos are part of the success. Some, please. Uh, one day I woke up and I'm going to fill in and I'm realizing I have a bride every day with a chef. Right? A, a bar mitzvah boy, I had the privilege of about a week ago, a bar mitzvah boy came into our shul and he was wearing his new jacket and his new hat, everything new, new shoe, head to toe. And his tefillin were spanking new, beautiful new. And, and I said, he, and his father told me, he's putting on tefillin for the first time. I said, so am I. So am I. Yeah. Our, our Rebbe taught us yeah. that secret, that it, I, I can do that. I'm allowed to do it. I'm supposed to do it. And if I don't do it, I'm getting 10%, 5% of the punch. If I'm throwing my first punch, that first punch, it's a hundred times more powerful. Ashrecha. Two, two questions. Um, we, we mentioned uh, how the, the, the Rebbe is a little bit of a preview of Mashiach. Um, but in the meantime, um, there are several halachas um, that we're supposed to follow with uh, Korban. For example, the, in the Ketzer Shulchanar, he mentions um, the, 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 you're supposed to have an alma, alma, you know, unfinished on your wall. He says we're not sure, he's not sure why it's not so common. Uh, but more to the point, uh, he mentions, um, it's, he seems to say that that simcha in too much is usher, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, that, there, that are that exist. Um, and it seems like on its face that could be contradictory to the rest of Mahal. So we're, as this you know, Very important question that Rabbein Azal said, follow the halacha, follow the Shulchan Aruch. In the Shulchan Aruch, it says that because Moshiach is not here yet, because Hashem does not have a home yet, because of all, <coughs> that we're, we're not allowed to be too happy. We're not allowed to be too happy. <coughs> and even at a wedding, which is one of the happiest moments, temper it, ashes on the forehead, break a glass, to temper the joy and happiness. Many halachas like that. <coughs> So, so which, and Rabbi Nezal said, mitzvah gedoyal liyas besimcha tamid. Not a contradiction at all. Meaning, Rabbi Nezal wanted us to know to follow the halacha. We do break a glass at a way, we do, do these things. But Rabbi Nezal and Rabbi Nezal warned us that as we get closer to the finish line, as we get closer to the time when Shimon's going to come, it's going to get darker and darker and much darker. And it's going to take a tremendous amount of simcha to survive, for survival only. <clears throat> now here again, Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Hadin. If you tell anybody, talk to, be, to they see the videos of the Breslovists dancing on Rosh Hashanah, and they say, you see, they don't learn halacha, they don't, they don't learn chomet, they don't learn anything. The people that say that didn't learn Navi. They didn't learn Breslovists for them. In the Navi, the Navi in Ezra, Nehemiah, it says there on Rosh Hashanah that the Navi said to the Jews, go home, ichlu mashmanim, shesu mamtakim, eat delicious foods, drink wonderful things, va'al do not be depressed, ki chedvas Hashem hi 
because your success, your strength is your joy with Hashem, being happy with Hashem. That's written about Rosh Hashanah. Our Breslov is serious on Rosh Hashanah? Yes! Our Breslov is happy on Rosh Hashanah? Yes! It's a contradiction. No. There's a Pasuk, Vigilu Bira'ada. Rejoice, super happy, trembling. I have both. I have tremendous respect and awe for Hashem. The Arizal says when you walk into a shul, when you walk into any place of Kedusha, you get to the doorway, hit the brakes, stop. Stay there for a few seconds and try to draw Yira upon yourself. Try to draw respect and awe. I'm entering into the throne room of Hashem. And then go into the shul. And then go into the shul. The Arizal says those few seconds can give a person, can prepare a person to receive Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh, divine. Ruach HaKodesh, you have to fast a thousand fasts and you have to roll in ice and you can't do this, can't do that. And the Arizal who wrote, writes about those fasts says if you'll take those few seconds to pause and think of where you're going into, that alone will prepare you for receiving Ruach HaKodesh. There's the Yira element and there's the Ahava element. And a person needs both to be successful. Rabbein Azal writes that where does a person get Yira? The, the, the Tzaddik is the master of Yira and Ava. The right hand is Ava, the left hand is Yira. The Tzaddik is the one who has mastered both and can teach us how to do both. How to be serious when we're supposed to be serious and at the same time how to celebrate and to, we're allowed to do both the same day. On Tisha B'av, the Shulchan Aruch says Tisha B'av. The, the, the Shulchan Aruch says, Mishanichnas of mematin besimcha. From when the month starts, decrease the simcha. It doesn't say turn off the simcha. It says decrease the simcha. Tone it down. No music, no this. But are you happy? Of course, if I'm not happy, I'm disconnected from Hashem. The, the Gemara says that Hashem will only connect with a person only mitoch simcha shal mitzvah. So there's, a, there's a, a balance that has to be between the two, and the balance is, is in Rabbein Azal's teachings. You read the story, you read the story of Rabbein Azal's life, Rabbein Azal's life, you see how, how they kept, how Rabbein Azal, when he went in to see Rabbein Azal, it was with awe, with awe, and, and at the same time, tremendous simcha, dancing, the ability to dance, you know, not a contradiction. And in general, you know, I'm sure a lot of us, myself included, um, come with a lot of names from friends and family. So, what what am I supposed to do with that? You know, I you know, obviously mentioned names, but what would be what's the protocol for coming to to with a list of names? The, the, the answer is, as, as going to any holy place, whether it's a kever of a tzaddik or to be mispalel, to be mispalel for, for each and every one of the names. <clears throat> when people would come to Rabbi Nachman on Erev Rosh Hashanah, it's written, when people would come to him, <clears throat> they would come with a piece of paper on which they wrote their name, or if there was another important name, they would give him that. They would give him money for a pidyon, it's accompanied with that. And then during his time, there was, vidu, there was a period of time where he allowed vidui dvarim, where he allowed a person to say their sins, to confess their sins to Hashem in front of Rabbi Nachman. And it's brought that the way it was done is the person would come in 
Rabbi Nizal would face the wall. He would not be looking at the person at the time. He wouldn't be looking, thank you. He wouldn't be looking at the person, he'd be looking away, and he would say to the person, go. And the person would remember, the person would receive like a flood of memory, remember everything they needed to say. They would start speaking, and Rabbi Nizal would say, enough, next. And that was the process of, he, he didn't spend an hour with each person, it wasn't possible. The person would start saying what they needed. A person, during the time that a person has to try to say what you can, and always to add that any, if I forgot any names, or if I forgot to ask for anything I should have, please consider it Hashem exactly as if I said, take this little bit that I've done, and <coughs> use it to cover everything that needs to be covered. Please. One answer to that is to use the guide, the Likutei Tfilois, to see how Rav Nosenzal speaks to Hashem and how, how he addresses this item. <coughs> and in the Tfilah, for example, for Lag Bomer, the Tefillah Falag Bomer that Rav Nosenzal wrote, where he addresses Hashem, he speaks to Hashem, most of it is speaking to Hashem, and he also addresses the Tzaddik. He speaks, Rebbe, Rebbe, Ovi, Ovi, Rechav Yisrael, Parosha, both. Never, ever forgetting that our Tefillahs are directed to Hashem. Hashem is the king, Hashem is the king, and yet the Gemara says, Man Malki Rabbonon, that the rabbis are kings. And the Gemara says that Hashem ish, Hashem says, there's a Gemara in Moed Cotton, page 16, where the Gemara says, Hashem says, I rule over everything. Who rules over me? No, could you imagine that's in the Gemara? That's in the Gemara for Hasidim and Litaim and Hashmonai, everybody. This is the Gemara. Hashem says, Who rules over me? Tzadik. And there's a Pasuk Tzadik Moishel Beyira Selechim. The Gemara said, what does that mean? The Gemara says, I'll tell you what it means. I, Hashem issues a decree, and the Tzadik is given the ability by Hashem to override the decree. So we need to know, we need to know exactly where everything is, but we need to know that the, the Tzadik is a bridge to help us get close to Hashem. Never to separate the two Chas and never forget which is which is that even though the tzaddik can override, that's a power given to him by Hashem. So Hashem is still melech malchem lochem. I once heard a beautiful thing from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, the Shavah Kodesh says that we, we pronounce Hashem's name not the way it's written. Yud ke vavke, we're not allowed to pronounce it. We pronounce it Aleph Dalet Nun Yud, Ado and then Noi. Any, any of the Hebrew speakers here or the Talmud Chachamim here who can translate for me that word in Hebrew? What does that word mean? My master, Adoni, is my master. Adoni is my master. Anybody else? Adonim Adonim Shali is Adonai. Adonai means if I have a few bosses, if I have a few bosses, Adonai is my bosses. Anybody else? It's a good question. The Shalah Kodesh asks this question, and he gives a beautiful answer. If I would say that Hashem is Adoni, 
by some people, so is my wife, and so is my, my mother, and so is my... Say so he's online. He's one of 50 bosses. So that's not good enough. I want to be able to say that Hashem is my boss of all my bosses. Hashem is Melech Malchei Hamlochim. Of all the tzaddikim and all the... Hashem is king of kings. Melech Malchei Hamlochim. A komatz, the letter komatz, is a patach and a chirik. It's a patach and a chirik. So I'm saying in one, in one vowel, Adoni Adonai. Hashem is my master of all of my masters. And again, this, it's critical here, the issue of shimush chachomim. There are p- people, balei tshuva, people that come to Breslov and get excited about, Bres- about Rabbeinu, ra- rak Rabbeinu, rak Rabbeinu. And, and it's a delicate point, which Baruch Hashem, we have a Rav Zal, we have Rabbeinu Zal wrote, uh, you know, we have a lot from him, from Rav Zal, from all the students, who give us guidance not to drink salt water. To drink water, but not salt water, not motor oil, you know. That, that again, to, to see exactly how the tzaddikim, how do they pray? How do they, what is Rav Zal's attitude to Rav Zal? Rav Zal was not a replacement, a substitute for Hashem, chas v'shalom. He came to Rav Zal, bring, bring me close to Hashem. Show me how you came close to Hashem and show me how I can come close to Hashem. And not only that, but in other places, we're given the impression that the tzaddik is everything and we're nothing. And, and in Breslov we're taught that every chapter on the Kutim Ran applies to every single person on their level, on their level. Ooh, very important question. How would you define the difference between Mili Deshtusa, fun, healthy, kosher fun, and Leitzonus? Leitzonus is, is unhealthy, unkosher fun. And these are two opposites. These are as, as terrible, to, you know, incredible opposites. The answer is, number one, what the term healthy and kosher. When it's not making fun of any, any other person, when it's not making fun of anything in Yiddishkeit, anything associated with Hashem or a mitzvah or religion, that's number one. And, and number two, and when it's not hurting, it's not bothering anybody else. It's not disturbing or bothering anybody else. That's, that's this mili nishtusa, a type of fun that's within the boundaries of kosher, within kosher, but yet it's a, a, a letting go, that kind of thing. Leitzonus is when a person is making fun, putting down somebody else or something else, making fun of something, especially if it's another person or another or another, or any aspect of Yiddishkeit is one of the worst things. Somebody else is supposed to speak, we don't want to take their time. A good, get everyone to everybody.